This is Mo and McGee on Fantasy. Hey everybody, welcome into Mo and McGee on TKD. Kevin, our lives are busy. You have a kid. Uh, I'm getting fat, so uh, you know there's a bunch of things to. You know, our lives are just busy. Um, just busy. Welcome to the club, though, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, I've been really into pickleball lately, so I'm trying to work work, work around it. But <sighs> who knows? It's football season. All my teams suck. And you just go to McDonald's and stuff your face, I guess, Kevin. It happens. It happens. Um, well, the reason I said that we're all busy a lot of things have happened over the last couple of weeks. We just we couldn't go another week without hopping back on. The group chat was fired up today. Big trades happening. Uh, every person in the league sent me a trade request for DeAndre Swift, so I had to get get out ahead of that and say, "Stop asking for DeAndre Swift for your little pennies that you're offering me." Um, but yeah, Kevin, I, I you know, I'd, is there any better way to start off than the big trade that? Dan and Huber just made? No, and it's it is the talk of the town, but uh let's let's get into it. Uh Huber gives up Jonathan T- Taylor, Devonta Smith, um Tua Tunga Viola, and George Kettle for I'm going off the dome here. Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, and TJ Hawkinson. That's right, Kevin. So as we're kind of lining the pieces up on the board. So Tua, who is the quarterback number three on the season, is averaging 20 points per game. Let's not forget that Derek had just traded for Tua. Added, gave up Adam Thielen, who's, I don't know. The rust, has com- the rust has completely fallen off those bones. Career year, he's a top 10 option at wide receiver for the rest of the season. No it's, doubt about it. It's the best quarterback he's ever played with in his life. <laughs> uh, Kevin. <laughs> um, anyway, but so he trades a top 10 wide receiver for a quarterback. Questionable decision. But defensible, passable, right? Yeah, defensible. defensible. It was at least defensible. He goes around trades the number three scoring quarterback for the number one scoring quarterback. Kevin, guess how many average points per game Josh Allen has more than Tua? It'd have to be a bunch to justify this trade, right? I'm not looking at it like you are, but I'm going to guess two points. It's exactly two points. So, so he gained, so let's, once again, we're lining up the board here. So he gained two points per week trading Tua for Josh Allen. Nice one. Not yeah. So then, so then let's go to the tight end swap. So he swapped some tight ends. So he swapped Hawkinson for Kittle. So he gave up Kittle, the number eight scoring tight end. He's averaging nine point six, but Kittle is a very up and down guy. We know that. For the number three tight end, T.J. Hawkinson, he's only averaging twelve point seven points. So once again, only gaining two points per week on average. All right, Kevin. So with those two chessboard pieces lined up, you've got to say Derek has got to nail this final piece. He's got to do it. Wouldn't you say so? Oh, yeah, you'd think so. He's got to nail it. Here's the final chessboard piece. Gabe Davis 
for Jonathan Taylor and Devonta Smith. Holy fuck. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible, terrible move. You downgrade significantly at wide receiver from Devonta Smith to Gabe Davis, and you just throw in Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor's just a throw-in? Yeah, he's just the kicker on there. Oh, here, just have, have Jonathan Taylor. Oh, like top 25-ranked rest-of-season player Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, that guy. And sure, I mean, I suppose if you're Derek, you have Jonathan Taylor and maybe you're somewhat wait a second so he this is so he acquired Jonathan Taylor as well didn't he for Jalen Waddle oh my god oh my <laughs> god Kevin this goes so deep so he so essentially he's given yes. up he's so it's, okay okay he's given <laughs> up Jalen Waddle Devonta Adam Smith, Thielen Adam Thielen Jonathan Taylor so he's given up all three top 20 wide receivers. Yep. Plus Jonathan Taylor for Gabe Davis. Yep. Are you surprised? I'm not that surprised. I think it's It's been obvious. I thought it was. I think it's been obvious uh, since we added the punishment that Hubert desperately wants to wear a dress on the golf course and he's willing to do whatever quote unquote subtly move he has to do in order to make that happen either that or he just wants i don't know dan to fuck him or something i know but the first two trades were somewhat defensible jalen waddle jt okay i can see it um maybe even a good trade for Derek, possibly possible Adam Thielen for Tua, once again, probably a bad trade, but if you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. He had wide receiver depth. But this trade is just one of the most god-awful trades I've ever seen. And at one point in this league's history, I trade-raped Brad so bad that you guys all felt that it had to be vetoed which was the only veto in league history, which I (laughs) was, I don't think I talked to you guys for weeks after that. This is the closest thing to a veto I've ever seen. It's a terrible, terrible trade. And I don't think that there's a single veto vote out there, actually. Well, we're not going to veto because it's stupid. It's a stupid, I think it should, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be able to veto. Um, it should be like a commissioner thing where if the commissioner sees something as clear, clear collusion. I think the problem here is Derek's like still after everyone has said that he's idiotic for making this trade. He still thinks it's a good trade, I think. Yeah, somehow. I, and I, I don't see it, but he was smarter than me and that he drafted all those players that are really good and then traded them away. So maybe it's just the ultimate. <laughs> Mega galaxy brain move. Uh, well, like, easy. He had an earpiece in with his brother. Oh, that's picks right. Until like midway through the draft. So, uh, uh, yeah, we keep calling him uh, Derek, but maybe we should be calling him Brandon. Because <laughs> I think Brandon drafted that team. Uh, yeah, so after the trade, his wide receivers are going to be Jamar Chase. Pretty good. 
And that's it. And he's going to have to start Gabe Davis now. Oh, Gabe Davis. Yeah, I guess you can count Gabe Davis. But don't hold on. KJ Osborne, Michael Gallup. Those are Devonta Smith quality pieces. This is going to go great for Hubert. I hope and, and he I proves me. I hope he proves all of this wrong. I think it's unanimously a bad trade. Um, but there's no better feeling than when there's a unanimous feeling out there, and you're the only one that's right. That's true. Um, I mean, now you look at Dan's team. Um, Dan was honestly kind of in purgatory. His team very much injured uh, with Justin Jefferson, his star player. I mean, kind of the backpack player of his team out. James Conner, IR. Uh, Joe Mixon has kind of had middling returns. And this team, this trade kind of restocks uh, every cupboard that was empty. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> despite being 3-3, three and three, ESPN had a playoff percentage of 29% for Dan, which is basically stating that he's he would have been the underdog in just about every matchup from here on out. Um, and that's not going to be the case anymore. We'll see what the numbers update to after after the trade goes through. But like you said, now not only is his uh, immediate team kind of filled in, but when he gets James Conner coming back, when he gets JJ, uh, Justin Jefferson coming back, uh, it's going to be a really good dangerous team. With depth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I say, you know, since we go every two weeks, kind of what we decide was we're going to go through everyone's team, kind of catch everyone up where we're at. Um, so let's start at the top of the standings. Uh, Garrett Grabaugh just keeps doing it despite being, uh, you know, third to last in points, Kevin. Yeah, I, I was looking uh, this week at uh, Greasy Wins. Bad lot, bad beats, and Garrett does have uh, quite a few greasy wins. Um, just trying to pull up the schedule here. I believe there's two weeks in which he scored under 110 points and still got a win, which um, are, is definitely outlier territory. But you know what? Wins are wins in the in the um, standings, and he's not going to complain about it. We're going to complain about it, but that doesn't matter. No, and, you know, even if I think Garrett's probably at a point after last season and be, having to go through the punishment where at 5-1, and one, he could probably lose every game and not be the losing, not be last. So he's probably, <laughs> he's, it's purely, you know, it's it's good all the way out through the rest of the season. Obviously, he'd love to win the championship, but I don't think Garrett's going to be mad if he goes on a bit of a losing streak and ends up mid-pack. No. Yeah, uh, he, so here's Garrett's points total point totals by week. Um, typically, 110 is the cutoff where you basically have a coin flip chance of of winning or losing. Um, you know, one that 110 to 120 range is really where that coin flip range is. He went 114 in week one, 102, 91. That was his loss. 114. 131, good week. And then uh, the greasiest of greasy here, uh, 94 point win in week six over Dan. Yeah, and you know, uh, fantasy football is a game of luck. 
first and foremost. Um, especially if you play in a format like this where it's matchups and not head-to-head points or something like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, he, he's played his schedule, and he, once again, he's he's glad about it. I'm happy to see him up there, too. I, I, I don't think he has a championship team, but as of right now, he's sitting in a really good spot for the playoffs. Yeah, 5 and one's uh, tough to beat. In fact, it, it'll sit you at number one in the league. There you go. Um, all right, let's go to Luke. Uh, Luke, I think, uh, so he's number one in points right now. Uh, he's good deep team. Right now, though, uh, I think we said this last week. There is some just really, really greasy spots, uh, mainly RB2. Uh, his flex is always going to be kind of a weak spot, but he has the best player in fantasy in Tyreek Hill, which kind of sets his floor at at a really good spot. Yeah, and uh, to pair with Tyreek Hill, I, I think what we said a couple weeks ago was Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were going to really carry this team. It's been Raheem Mostert. Uh, is uh, 10 or 11 touchdowns right now um, already through six weeks in the season. Pretty unreal. We had, most of us kind of expected, I think, Raheem Mostert to start out the season as as that starting running back in Miami, um, but either get hurt or just kind of fall fall to the side as the guys around him uh, stepped up. But he's been a the pinnacle of health. I don't think he's even had a questionable tag uh, to this point, and uh, been really solid for Luke, RB two on the season. Um, those three players now: Mostert, Tyreek, and Kelsey. That's a enough to really carry you on a week to week basis. Um, is it is it still feel a little bit like a house of cards? Sure, a little, um, but I definitely warmer on Luke's team than I was a couple weeks ago. In that, uh, it, it definitely looks like Raheem's there to stay for at least a little little while longer. Yeah, I mean, and I think the fact is, if Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey can start your week off with fifty points. Um, you just need a few other things to break your way and you can get a win. Certainly. Um, next up we have truck nuts. Um, Brad sitting at four and two, the last four and two team. What do you think of Brad's team? Well, last time we talked, I, I was sucking the truck nuts. I thought this is the best team in the league. Um, since then, Devin H. No, that was my pick as the best team in the league, you fucking twat. Um, what did I pick? You, no, you said that Dan was going to be uh, the next um, or the a three-time champion. And you said that I, I was going to hate to hear it. And I, I did I, I knew I knew this trade was going to happen. The premonition. Okay, sure. That's, that's why I'm so good at this game, Kevin. I see a couple weeks ahead of time. Oh, that clearly doesn't help your team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brad, he's he's really good. Um, I faced Brad this week, unfortunately, and he's got Jordan Addison probably going to start catching some fire here with no JJ. And then I'm on Ross St. Brown and AJ Brown are two of the better receivers in the league. Yeah, uh, Brad's team looks even probably better than it did two weeks ago. Uh, sure, A-Chan got hurt, um, but 
you have to expect when he does come back that he'll be resume his you know elite production he 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 missed last week and he's still rb6 on the season and then also didn't hardly play in week one so take that um ramondre maybe the ramondre and jordan addison i think are maybe the, the two iffier spots um but with jj going down jordan addison looks at least at minimum safe um with pretty good upside so yeah. Are you surprised yeah. he hasn't dipped into like the streaming tight end pool? He's kind of r- ridden Luke Musgrave um, to somewhat of a detriment. He's tight end 21 on the season. Uh, had a, He's kind of went every other week. He's been somewhat serviceable. Um, yeah, I, I think it's clear homerism. And I think the Anders Carlson signing is, uh, you know, probably duplicative of, of that take um i don't think packers are going to score a lot of points well maybe against denver i don't know not my favorite kicker pick brad not my favorite tight end pick <laughs> um but the rest of his team is good enough that he can fuck around and put some packers in there that's true um speaking of packers let's go to wisconsin kevin let's talk about your team you're number four in the league uh three and three but number two in points um keenan allen has found the fountain of youth uh i was not a keenan allen believer i in fact i believe i um drafted mark andrews a couple spots ahead of keenan allen which is kind of oops looking foolish right now um but yeah, RB two still an issue. You did make a trade with my with me. Uh, put Jalen Warren in there. Do you think you're gonna have enough at the other spots to cover up a really weak RB two? I think so. I mean, it's my team, so I'm super biased. But uh, when I drafted this team, the hope was to pick Christian McCaffrey first round, and then I drafted like five or six wide receivers right after that with the hope of I'll always have three that can plug in and have enough upside to, to really carry me. Um, so that's been DK Metcalf. That's been Keenan Allen. That's been DJ Moore. Um, I expected it to be Terry McLaurin. Wasn't really working out for me, but good thing Puka Nakuo, um, at least early on, looked like that. Um, so Keenan's wide receiver four with a bye week in there. Puka Nakua's wide receiver six. DJ Moore's wide receiver eight. Um, you know, Puka and, and DJ, bad narratives again. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but hopefully there's enough there. At this point, just trying to sneak into the playoffs where um, get three wins, end of the season, it, it's possible for, for any team. Um, I don't think I'm a top contender. If you talked to me a week ago, week ago, I definitely thought my team was top contender, <laughs> but how things swing so quickly. Uh, does that kind of match what you see? uh in, in the uh, squeeze stats yeah um i think you you built your team exactly like you said with um three wide receivers which i think is the way to go unfortunately my team's not like that but uh, it's very similar to luke it's built on um you know you need certain guys to be big um keenan allen and christian mccaffrey you need them to be big week in week out they have been so far. It's kind of fueled you to be in the top tier of points. Um, 
you just got to be worried if one of those guys goes down, is there depth to fill in? I think if, if it's Keenan Allen, yes. I think you, you know, Puka down week, yes. But that offense has shown that it can have two wide receivers go off. And DJ Moore, I think, a lot safer than, than I thought he was two weeks ago. And that was coming off a 27-point ripper. Yeah, uh, and I, I think... On the other side of the coin, if Christian McCaffrey is the one that goes down for an extended period of time, we'll, we'll, we're definitely <laughs> trying to limp into the playoffs because we'll be going Jalen Warren and uh, whoever looks good on waivers unless I, I hit on one tank of the Tank Bigsby. <laughs> oh, a tank. Um, all right. Uh, it's time to – we did talk a lot about this team off the rip, um, but let's talk about Dan just a little bit. He's up there in points, so he didn't necessarily need, you know, to make a huge shakeup. He was fifth in points, but makes a huge shakeup. I think his team looks somewhat like this now, week in, week out. Tua, JT, Brian Robinson, Devonta Smith. Um, you know, until JJ gets healthy, Josh Palmer, George Kittle, and then his flex is. Still pretty weak, but uh, James Conner, Justin Jefferson get back healthy. This team will be pretty stacked. Yep. Uh, it's just a matter of a waiting game. Can can he, can he those guys come back soon enough, or can he get enough wins in the meantime to stay within the top six? I think, without a doubt, he will. Um, but there's, there is that possibility that it doesn't happen. Um, fingers crossed. I know I'm hoping. No offense, Dan. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it this way, um, there is, you know, we all believe in Jonathan Taylor, but Zach Moss has looked really good every single game this season that he's played. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think Zach Moss is going to go away. I think Jonathan Taylor will make it slowly. You know, right now it's 50-50. Maybe this week it's 60-40. Maybe for the rest of the season it's somewhere around 70-30. But I think, you know, it could stay closer to 50-50, which is not good for Dan. Uh, and then you and go with to Devon- Anthony Richardson out for the season, potentially, yeah. uh, that offense could be really bad. And I think we both really like Devonta Smith, but he only has one game over 20 fantasy points this year. Uh, including 10 combined or 11 combined points over his last two. Maybe he maybe he needs to yell at Jalen Hurts on the sideline this week and yeah. get some targets. Uh, squeaky wheel gets grease. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's probably a slam dunk playoff team, but there is some question marks still. Uh, one, one last thing that I wanted to point out on Dan's team was uh, I was talking about greasy wins and bad beats. Dan's been on uh, both sides of that quite frequently this season. Um, so a 110 win in week one, a 143 win in week two. That one's pretty normal. You score 143, you should win. Uh, but he beat Ryan, who's put up also 140. Wow. Um, a loss when he put up 136. Ouch. A loss when he put up 122, another bad beat. And then uh, a win, though the greasiest win of the season to date, 
89 points, outscoring 72-point Logan Moe <laughs> in week five. Um, and then last week, uh, he was involved in, in that other greasy win for this time, Garrett being on the right side of uh, where he scored. Dan scored 73 points. Garrett scored 94. So it's been while he's had mighty highs and lost he's also had some mighty lows so far and and managed to win some it's been a roller coaster of a season for dan already and now he pushes the big trade through yeah and you kind of mentioned those last two weeks couldn't clear a hundred either week um couldn't clear 90 right couldn't clear 90 um needed something to change and boy did he change um Let's go to Murphy because we were talking a lot, a lot about Murphy last week or uh, two weeks ago that he needed Cooper Cup to come back healthy, needed Saquon Barkley to come back healthy, or otherwise he was in some deep trouble. Both happened, and Murphy looks like he's ready to run. Yeah, I I was proven wrong. I picked Murphy to be headed um, as the favorite for, for the punishment this year. Um, I did not expect Saquon back. Right away, I did not expect Cooper Cup back. Um, first week he's eligible, but both, like you said, both of those happened. And to be honest, Dustin's team looks really fucking good at this point. Um, RB two is going to be a little bit of a an iffy spot, I think. Rest of season, Miles Sanders has not been good, but other than that, you're talking Patrick Mahomes, Saquon, Hollywood, Zay. Sam Laporte has been maybe the steal of the draft outside of Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Bills D, uh, no holes I outside of that Cooper RB2 Cup, spot. If Cooper Cup's the wide receiver won the rest of the season, that's the steal of the draft. Uh, what he, he got him like mid midway through the second second round. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, and yeah, he's th- through two games, 19-27. It's Cooper Cup. Um and I had him on my team for two years. When he played, I mostly won. Um, and so, yeah, he he's a difference maker. So, yeah, you were completely wrong two weeks ago. So that's why we do these every two weeks, so we can yep. laugh at each other. Um, <laughs> another three and three team, Carter, uh, made a trade for Jalen Waddle, uh, traded JT for Jalen Waddle. Um. Three and three, Carter. I, I do not know what to think about this team. Has some nice pieces. Um, could be pretty good on a given week. He also has a very boom bust team where he could just completely bottom out, which makes him, you know, I would never pick this type of team for a championship, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I can pick him for a championship, but. I mean, it's a team that I don't want to face on a given week. Um, you're taught Josh Jacobs and, and Derek Henry are two very solid running backs. And then while the wide receivers are really boom bust with um, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Murray Cooper, Mike Evans, he has four of them. Hopefully he can play matchups correctly. Um, to be fair, it is boom bust and there will be question marks, but. I don't know. I think it's a solid team. I would pick Carter playoff team, but not top contender tier. Sure. Good assessment. Yeah. Good job, Mo. No, thank you, man. That's that's rare. Um, question about Carter's team. Which of those 
so if you had to pick between Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry to get traded, which one do you think is more likely if either of them? And does that change the complexion of this team quite a bit? Uh, I I just want to clarify your question. Are you asking me which is Carter more likely to trade? No, in the the real NFL. Oh, the NFL NFL. world. Yeah, both both teams. I've heard rumblings of a trade for both of them. Mid-season trades of star players are very rare, but older running backs, contract years, seems like it would be an interesting time to trade both of them. Um, Derrick Henry isn't a contract year. I, I know Josh uh, Jacobs. Oh, is. maybe not. Maybe not. He's just I, and I, 30. I, I think that's where maybe Josh Jacobs has a little bit of an edge in, in getting traded. Um, the expiring contract, I think, is easier in terms of dead money purposes, um, not affecting the Raiders going forward. I think maybe Jacobs is more likely to get traded. The reason I'm more hesitant on it is because of um, how good Tajay Spears has looked um, and how bad the Titans in general have been. Why hold on to Derrick Henry when it looks like you have a somewhat promising running back behind him and you're you're not competing right now? I lean Josh Jacobs just because of contract situation. If you told me that Derrick Henry was in a contract year for certain, you know, maybe I, I, I flip and go Derrick, but just based off of what I know, I'm going Josh. How cool would Derrick Henry be on the Rams? Holy shit. Oh. Huh. <laughs> um, Too much shotgun. I don't know. That'd be weird. Be interesting. That um, would be. Talk about a, uh, what if he went on the Bills and kind of took up some of that Damian Harris role? Um kicked lat marie out of a job i don't know there you go um all right let's go to what i think is no one's talking about this um and i think greg likes that no one's talking about this oh and three to three and threes ripped off three wins in a row he made a trade that has completely changed his season um i gave up uh i gave him alvin kamara and george pickens who uh, Alvin Kamara's been nothing short of just really, really good um, since he's got plugged in, and George Pickens has a boom week in there. Yeah, Kamara has been one of the highest usage players in the league. I don't know if that's what you were expecting when you got rid of him, um, but I'm sure Greg is sitting on his uh, pile of points, very pleased with that. Um, and it, it rounds out the team pretty well um, between Pacheco, Kamara, um, and Brees Hall has looked really good as as of late. I don't I don't know if many people were expecting him to be back this good this fast. Um, you, you mentioned Pickens. He has Christian Kirk and Nico Collins to kind of uh, platoon in and out. Uh, it, it's a solid team. I, I think he's going to be contending for a playoff spot, and that's why he's won three straight. Yeah, I, I think. Uh... It, it me and Greg's trade was a rare win-win. Um, I don't, you know, it's tough when I gave up Alvin Kamara, but I also got DeAndre Swift back. They've been kind of even-ish players. Um, and Chris Olave for George Pickens, Zach Moss has turned out to be good for Greg. He gets two startable assets. I get a wide receiver too. Um, so yeah, one of those kind of rare win-win trades in fantasy where I think both both teams are happy that they made the trade. What a nice write-up. 
What a nice story to write home about. Well, I I wasn't very happy because Chris Olave had his two worst weeks of the entire fucking season right after I traded for him, which was really cool. But uh, I think that might be over now. So. Oh, I wouldn't be so sure. But let's keep <laughs> going. <laughs> um, lowest scoring team in the league. That's right, Kevin. It's not me. The lowest scoring team in the league is Kramer. <laughs> I called him the fraud team of the year last time we were on this. I think he's proven me right. He was kind of a fraudulent. What did he start? Uh, three and one or something like that. Um, yep. He was up up there, and it's not looked pretty since. No, it has not. Um, Alexander Madison turns out can't hold on to the football. Um, those running backs that he kind of hammered a little bit in the draft. Um, James Cook, he had Madison as the keeper. Rashad White. Um, I guess he didn't hammer them that hard, but they none of them look super impressive. Um, and on the receiver side, he's relying on Devonta Adams and Jacoby Myers, which somehow that target tree has been super tight and just good enough to get some wins. But I, if I'm Kramer, I'm sweating a little bit right now because the upside, where is the upside here? It's Jalen Hurts, and that, that's about it. Yeah, wide receiver or the running backs are kind of disgusting. Um, James Cook, I I really really believed in James Cook, and he started out the season. Um, he had a 19 point game in week two where he rushed for 123 yards and had four catches. And since then, it's gotten slowly slowly worse, where he's ceding a lot of work to Damian Harris and Latavius Murray, which you do not want to see. Um, Alexander Madison, I think, is going to slowly lose work. Um, he has not been the star star running back that I think Kramer thought he was keeping. Um, and same same with Rashad White. He's just not exactly the bell cow Kramer was drafting. On the plus side, you're right. That target tree in Las Vegas, I mean, Jacoby Myers, when you're talking about steals of the draft, is wide receiver 15, averaging, averaging 17 points a week. Um, that's really good. If T Higgins can somehow turn his season around, which isn't looking super likely at the moment, but maybe after a bye week, the Bengals can figure some stuff out, get him the ball. I think he has three good enough receivers to stay frisky with Jalen hurts, but you're right. This team is just not looking as good as it did early in the season. No, it is not. And, uh, if, if you, so let me ask you, Kramer is at three and three, has those three wins, has a leg up on Huber, you and Woods. Um, how badly, what percentage chance actually do you think Kramer has of finishing last? Mm. Put a number on I think, it. I think, uh, Considering how bad Derek's team is going to be the rest of the way out, I'm going to put it at like 5%. Um, Just for the fact, if something happens in Vegas where either Jacoby Myers or most likely Devontae Adams starts soaking up a majority of the targets from the other person or Aiden O'Connell is going to start this week, maybe that whole offense just completely flops. 
he's in a lot of trouble, but I think he has to feel good about how bad Derek's team is going to be the rest of the way out, kind of saving him, saving him a little bit. <laughs> and what a better segue than to talk directly about Derek's team. And, um, and at, you know, a little behind the curtain here, Kevin, I think what both of us do is we're kind of going, we're on both on ESPN in front of our computers and we pull up each team <sighs> And you pull up Derek Huber with the biggest clown move in fantasy football. He's taken every single player out of his starting lineup. So he currently is projected for 0.0 points and has every player on the bench. (laughs) But the cool thing that you can see is that all of his players this week are projected for 118 points, which there are four teams that are projected for more points with just their starting lineup, but Huber's entire team, not just the people you can fit in a starting lineup, the entire starting and bench projected for 118. And he got worse with the trade. He's trading away some of his best guys. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> Underrated. Um, all right. I'll flip this on you. What percentage chances Derek lasts this year? Okay. Um, probably... See, so much can happen in a season. Christian McCaffrey could get hurt. I don't think I'm going to finish last, but it's possible. Um, So much can happen in a given season. I have a tough time pushing a real high number out there on Huber, but I think 50, I'll even go up and say 60% chance Huber finishes last. Six, zero. Yeah, um, I, there's not much more to say. We've talked about this team. Um, I think I think the reason why I'm maybe a little more higher, like even higher than that, is I think the two teams. Now, obviously, I'm very biased, but I think you're one teams, of the two teams. <laughs> I think the two teams beneath him are way better than his. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think um, that that's really a debatable fact. All right, let's go to my team, Kevin. Um. Austin Eckler comes back, a little underwhelming uh, on Monday night, but had his full complement of touches, was facing a really good defense, kind of defensible. I lose Kyron Williams, just kind of, of course, um, can't be fully healthy. But luckily, the one thing I can say about my team is it does have running back depth. Um, I feel... I'm facing Brad, who's a really good team, so most likely I lose this week, but I feel almost 100% better than I did about my team last time we talked two weeks ago, and I felt pretty good then. Yeah, I I mean, uh, you and I were talking before the podcast, and Fantasy Pros, for free, all you have to do is sync your your league, we'll rank everybody's team rest rest of season. Logan, despite all the uh, mishaps to this point, does have the highest power rankings rest of season. And I think it is justified. Admittedly, I hate saying it out loud. I hate that it gets documented and broadcasted to everybody, but running backs look solid. You have a lot of mid plus, I'm going to call them mid plus (laughs) wide receivers uh, where the upside is there. Chris Olave can have 12 for 120 and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin can have a Terry McLaurin day where it's 13 catches for 80 yards and zero touchdowns. Um, CD Lamb, I, I've been high on. Drake London's looked a lot better. 
Is it a championship contender? No. But is it a really solid team that is going to push for and probably get a playoff spot? That That's my take. Yes. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I I feel like, um, I feel the almost the exact same way as you. I don't think I compete can compete with like the Brads and the and probably the Lukes. Um, I just don't have any of those types of players really, unless Austin Eckler, you know, can be Austin Eckler that I drafted him to be, because um, that would kind of raise the raise the floor of my team. Wide or quarterback has been an absolute disaster for me. Um, I was going to ask you about that. Is it C.J. Stroud? I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud the rest of the week. However, this last waiver period on Wednesday night, Kirk Cousins gets dropped. Um, Trevor Lawrence Jared gets Goff dropped. gets dropped. Um, there's a couple interesting quarterbacks out there that I I have put waiver claims in on a lot of the quarterbacks in in the waiver system right now. Uh, I don't have any money to put on them, so you know if you bid more than three dollars, you can have them, but. <laughs> Um, not because you're willing to give them up, but because you just have no money to spend. I don't have any money to spend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I feel good about my team. I think if I can weather the Kyron Williams storm and if I think more, what I'm more worried about is not that Kyron Williams doesn't get back healthy. I'm more worried. Does do the Rams find something else that they like more than Kyron Williams while he's injured, probably that, throwing right. seventy times in a game is what. Yeah, that be. makes me it makes me very nervous because I think, and I've been telling people, um, and I sent out a spicy text message today to the group chat. I didn't think it was spicy, but um, <laughs> got a reaction. Basically, basically stating that I got a lot of trade offers for my running backs. I just, I don't think I can give up. I was telling people I have a top five Eckler, Swift, Olave, CeeDee Lamb, Kyron Williams. Outside of that, you're kind of right. My team is a lot of mid tier plus type of guys, Jerome Ford, Drake London, Terry McLaurin. I don't feel bad about starting them, but I don't feel good either. Um, So that's kind of where my team's at. I feel like I always spend way too much time talking about my team, so let's just stop. Um, Deal. And by far, this might be the unluckiest team, Kevin, in TKD League history. This Woods is fourth in points. Fourth. And he is one one and five. You so Kevin, you've been bringing up that stat about unlucky wins. How many does Woods have? Woods has technically two, uh, but. There, there's a couple others that are pretty borderline. So he lost scoring 118. He lost scoring 139. Ugh. Yikes. Uh, one. He lost scoring 79. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You're going to lose that one. He lost scoring 134. Oh. And he lost scoring 121. So I'm sorry. That I, I, that was, I said two. That's actually three technically bad beats when I'm rolling bad beats. And that 118 is really close. Yeah, holy. Um, A good team. Uh, Travis Etienne, Stefan Diggs is a really good start. Michael Pittman has been really good. Um, Debo Samuel, I think earlier in the season, we both had this team as kind of a playoff lock. 
Um, just a really, really good team. Super, super unlucky. Um, do you see that turning around, Kevin? Is there is there a chance? What what is his playoff percentage right now? Uh, it was like twenty percent, I think. Yeah, it's eighteen percent. Um, he's only he's only technically two games back of a playoff spot right now, um, just because the league is so kind of three and three heavy. But is there any chance for Woods? He has to go on a massive run. Yeah. So at, at this point, with how the early season's gone, I, I think to make the playoffs, at worst, you probably need to be seven and seven. So from here on out, he's one and five. He has to go six and two. Can this team go six and two? Would I be surprised if this team started off the season six and two? No. Uh, so I definitely think it's possible. Is that 18% probably a pretty good estimate for the true likelihood? I think so. Uh, even when your team is as good as Ryan's, I think at best you have a 60% chance of winning in a given week maybe up to 65%, just so much variability that can happen. As he's seen already this season, if it doesn't swing back his way and he gets uh, continues to be unlucky, <clears throat> he could be the best team to ever miss the playoffs in TKD history. We should put that on a plaque. Yeah, we should make a little plaque for a little Ryan. Um, <laughs> RB2 is obviously a very, very big problem. Um this week, Tony Pollard's on by. It shouldn't be a problem any given week. Um, quarterback is an issue, I suppose. He's kind of in that tier with me. You're streaming every week, trying to find an answer. Uh, I think he spent $75 on Matthew Stafford last week, put up 13 points. Um, with Cooper Cutback, though, do you ride Matthew Stafford? He's never been really a good fancy quarterback, even though his, his wide receivers have done really well, which is kind of weird. Yeah, two years ago he was. I, th- I think he ended up being like a top eight quarterback, <clears throat> not top five or anything. Even though he does like to chuck it, he just throws so many picks. Um, I think until Kyron Williams comes back, you could probably ride Matthew Stafford. I don't think that any of the running backs that they have are going to be really worth a shit. Um, and they're at this point kind of in a position where they need the wins and. They're not going to shy away from throwing the ball a lot in order to get those wins. Um, I like Safford for the short-term future, long-term. Um, when Kyron comes back, we'll, we'll see what it looks like. Um, I might cool a little bit on that, but I don't know. I like it. All right, Kevin, that, that kind of wraps it up. That's that's all the teams. That's all the, all the teams we got. Um any parting thoughts as you're kind of looking over everything? Anything that's, you know, super surprising or anything you want to point out? Uh, I The real thing that I wanted to cover was those bad beats and, and, and the uh, greasy wins. But what I want you to do is fast rank the 12 teams. No explanations. Just rank the 12 teams how you think they'll finish the season. Okay. I'm going to go Brad, Luke, Garrett, Kevin. Yeah, Greasy. Kevin. No, sorry, Kevin. I'm going to put Dan above you. All right. Um, 
Ik ben Kevin. Carter. Greg. Ooh. Me. Woods. Kramer. Derek. How unusually modest of you to put yourself outside the playoffs. <laughs> uh, I said no explanation, so I'll give you no chance to uh, explain any of that away. Um, thanks for playing. Yeah. Well, once again, Kevin, this league every year just proves over and over this. It's just so much fun. I, I think, you know, these stupid trades that happen, the shit talking, um, obviously the uh, bravado of myself throwing it in the delete, the group chat, get things stirred up. It's just the best, really. Um, you know, I, I think both of us are in other leagues. It's not even comparable. Yeah, actually, a comment on that. I went three and one last week. But the league that I lost in was in TKD, and I felt like I, I don't know, I thought I felt like I went 0 5. It, it feels horrible. It hurts, hurts so much more, and the wins feel that much higher. It's oh, fun. yeah. I mean, I, the Hannah actually thought that I was going to have a nervous breakdown on <laughs> Monday Night Football. There, it, it went to the second half. We, me and Woods were tied in the second half of Monday Night Football. All I needed was for Austin Eckler, CeeDee Lamb, and the Chargers kicker to outscore Tony fucking Pollard. I was like, okay, fucking breeze. <laughs> Dak rolls out to the right, getting rushed, hits Tony Pollard in the middle of the field. A Rams or a Chargers player has him down, breaks out of it. All of a sudden, he gets up, has no one around, and I almost threw up. Because if he goes into the end zone, I lose. I go to one and five, and I'm essentially dead in the water with Woods. Because Woods would have beat me, and he, I would have been in solo last place. Yeah. Um, that was a seizing, seizing defining win for me on Monday night. And yes, it just feels so much better when you beat, you know, when you win this league. I honestly don't give a shit about the other league so oh 100 completely agree all right kevin i think i think we've what we've talked for a long time about not much but uh love doing it so love doing it we'll catch you guys in a couple weeks all right see you folks <laughs>